And welcome to Sunday Social. Vaughan Davis here with you right through till 8 o'clock. I love that song, Simon and Garfunkel, April. I know, I know it's the second week of April, but we weren't here last week. Did you miss me? I missed you. I've had a cracker of a day today, and I hope you have too. I had the privilege this morning of being out at Unitech watching our Māori students graduate, and that was quite the morning. I loved every minute of it. Hey, welcome to the show, show number two. 105. I'd love you to be part of it. As always, text me 3920, keyword live, and that'll pop up on one of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 92 screens here in front of me in the heart of the news hub. Believe me, this is screen central. If you're, if you're, if you're allergic to screens or phobic about screens, don't come down these stairs. And you can tweet me at Vaughan Davis. I'd really love that. Uh, later on, Julian Waters rejoins the show. He's got the uh, the latest on drones and the news is not good. Um, information on a completely new kind of mouse. I'm not talking about the type that uh, gnaws through your flower sack. I'm talking about the computer sort. And catfish. What the heck is a catfish? We explain all. First though... I can't send the rain As a pilot and sometime farmer and very regular walk to worker, the weather really interests me. I spend a lot of time on weather websites like MetService, Windy.com and well, my previous favourite, MetView. Then along came Flow X. Flow X does something the others don't. It turns a series of weather maps into a user-driven animation. So you can drag your fingertip across the screen to see exactly what the rain, cloud, wind and temperature will do over the next seven days anywhere in the world. And I loved it. Well, I loved it right up to the point the other night when I had a problem, which I logged into the app in the help section. And then to my surprise, the developer emailed me almost immediately. And to my even greater surprise, he was right here in Auckland. Well, he's right here in the studio right now. Dwayne Malcolm from Master Builders, makers of Flowix. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Did, did I describe the app very well? Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Um, actually, you mentioned MetView, and that's where it started in 2006. Oh, that's interesting, because MetView, Met VUW, um, you know, Victoria University of Wellington, do you see what they did there, um, was, was one of my, well, still is kind of one of my favourites. It, it presents um, colourful and quite geeky, data-intense maps uh, every every six hours, I think, for, mm. for most of New Zealand yeah. and I think the, the wider Pacific. So how did you, how, what's the MetView connection? How did you go from MetView to FlowX? Um, it was six days before my wedding and I needed to know what the weather was going to be like because we were outside so I watched it pretty much every day every six hours to, for the updates to see whether I needed a, um, a, a wet weather option or a dry weather option and it turned out to be a very good dry weather option so I thought this is a damn good idea for a, a weather app so I jotted it down and in 2012 I started it. So let, to, des, describe the app to, you know, to, to everyone listening. Um, it, it, when, it's on, when it's on the phone or tablet, what do you see and what does it do? So w you'll see the next week's worth of weather and I find it really good for planning so I can swipe through the week with the rain showing and with the wind showing. And so you can go, OK, well, on uh, Friday afternoon we're thinking of having a barbecue at our place. Is it a good, good day to do it or should we do it on Sunday? And you'll see that, oh, there's a band of rain coming through and it's going to hit on Friday night, so let's do it on Saturday instead. 
Yeah, because the, the, the big thing that's been missing from you know weather apps and websites up until now, in, in my opinion, is it, is it treats the weather as a series of of, of static things that, that happen every every six mm. hours or every day or morning and afternoon that yeah. you get on the TV. But really, it's you know we, we, this is an insight I've, I, I stumbled upon some, some years ago. Weather forecasts are always right. It's just a question of of timing. You know, yes. you, they'll say, hey, it's going to rain on Tuesday morning. Actually, yeah. it rains on Tuesday afternoon. The rain still comes, yeah. but it might come a little bit early or a little bit late. Mm. And, and, and with the Flowex animation style, you can you can get that, that feel for, for what's coming through. Yeah, and understanding. And what happens is, I've done this before, where you know it's a band of rain, and, yeah, it comes at a different time, but you go, oh, here's a band of rain, and an hour later it's going to be sunny, and sure enough, it's sunny. And, and that's and that's that's the beauty of the app. So you had you had this idea, and you know who hasn't had a great idea for an app? It's kind of the, uh, you know the, the the thing you do in 2018 is have app ideas, never make them. But you went and made yours. Tell me about the journey from going. Okay, we're going to have a better way for people to predict what to wear at their weddings, to actually having an app. You know, in the app store. Um, it started one weekend where I just said, well, I'm going to start. Um, making my own app so I went online and just started doing some tutorials and made a couple of small little trial apps a game and a, a news feed and then um, started on this one and I can remember showing it to a friend at one stage and the impression on his face was blown away and I thought oh maybe there's something here so I just kind of went went with it and finally released it on the Play Store. You, you, you make it sound really easy. You know, you thought you'd make an app, so you found some tutorials about how to make an app, and before you know it, it's there. Were, were, you, a, were you a hardcore computer guy going in? Uh, I, I have a background in uh, research, so I've got a PhD in biomedical engineering, and um, I just wanted to do some... I've always done side projects, actually, and um, I always play with things and do different things, and one of the things I did at university was entrepreneurship. Um, challenge and that really sparked the idea of creating a business and so I was trying things that might turn into a, a business that I could do on my own and I've always wanted to go back to the uh, Cook Islands to live and I knew that software was a key part of that because if you've got internet you can pretty much do your work anywhere if you're a software programmer so this fitted that. So what what people can't see is is uh, you you you're wearing you know here here am I in my Auckland clothes of jeans and a and a, and a heavy shirt you're wearing a, a tropical shirt and and jandals you're you're clearly back off to the islands uh, right after this by the by the feel of it yeah it's Sunday <laughs> looking is, forward to it yeah um, the time from you know that that development timeline from I'm going to make this weather app to it's in the app store how how many weeks or months but did that take. <laughs> My original plan was to work on the Android version for six months, then uh, port it over to Apple. It worked really well. That plan I made in 2012, and I'm still on the first part, which is making the Android app. <laughs> so it took about, I think, about four months to get into the App Store, and then um, I got a couple of little plugs on um, Business Insider and New York Times, and that really, really boosted it. I'm, uh, amazed, I'm amazed, because as I said you know, at the, the beginning of our chat, I'm really interested in weather, and and it kind of surprises me that that I hadn't I hadn't heard of this. Is is it being used all around the world? Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot in some weird places actually. We've got a big user base in USA, but there's also Russia, Ukraine, Saudi Arabia. Some guy once emailed me said, "Oh, I want right to left um, uh, swiping." Yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, so so the the app has you know 
let's say Monday on the left and and Sunday on the right, mm. and, and you swipe through the days. But uh, yeah, that is that is a Western view of the world, isn't yeah. it? So I did that and asked him, what do you use it for? He said, oh, we go for barbecues in the desert. I was surprised because I thought it was just a dry place, no rain. You thought the weather was, was good the, the whole entire time. Yeah. So apart from the, the geography of, of, of the users, what, what sort of people are using it and, and what are they using FlowX for? Yeah, so, uh, I mean... Wedding huge. planners? <laughs> no, not, I haven't had any of those, just me. Um, We've, we've had a coffee farmer in Brazil. We've got a pilot in Chile that takes people into remote areas and that's some of the best weather uh, information you can get. Um, we have uh, golf course owners, pilots, um, just someone laying pebbles in paths, a cardamom farmer in India. How, how do you get to know this? Because, you know, when, when you download an app, you don't say, hey, I'm a cardamom farmer in India. You just download the app. How do you, how do you get to know who these users are? Oh, same way you did. Uh, there was a bug in there and they would email me or ask a question. And we just get talking and stuff. So I've actually got a list of uh, where I'm going to tour and visit some of these users, friends I've made through uh, support. I thought support was going to be like one of these things that you do that you hate yeah. with an app. But I've met some really good people through it. So you you emailed me um, you know last Friday night as I, as I was Ubering somewhere actually and and you were right on it you you were straight back to me and in fact oh god it got a bit annoying I had to keep answering all your emails all night because you were replying so fast is is support just you and your and your email account yeah yeah pretty much um, I'm trying to grow a forum um, but I find that re replying to users very quickly works really well uh, and they're surprised which is which is which is great when you're a user, but it's going to get to a point, you know, when you've got users in every time zone, which it sounds like you have, you're, you're going to get, uh, you know, your phone's going to be going buzz buzz at all hours of the day and night. Yeah, I, I suspect, I mean, it's something I enjoy, but I suspect it's uh, Catch-22 when it grows a lot bigger, I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. So you started out in 2012 on, mm -hmm. with the Android version with the, you know, the core animation thing, which is, which is the heart of the app and it's you know, what I love about it. As you learned more about who's using the app from the person laying pebbles to the golf course owner and so on, did, did that lead you to make any, any changes to it over the years to reflect what people were, were using it for? Yeah, when I first started, people emailed me and asked to put X feature in or Y feature in, and I used to just do it, and I ended up in a complete mess. <laughs> so I had a big rewrite, and now I really think about what I'm going to put in. I really asked the user, what are you wanting to achieve, and then kind of reflect that back on how you might do it in the app, because... Otherwise, you're just going to end up with a messy app that's right, hard to right, use. Right, rather than they say, hey, I want, you know, I want the icon for rain to be frogs or something. Yes. You don't just blindly do it. No. You go, what, you know, why why yeah. do you want frogs? Yes. I, I suspect they don't want frogs, really. <laughs> and, and the commercial model. So um, one of the idiosyncrasies of the of the uh, Google Play Store is once you've downloaded something, you can't see what it costs anymore, which is oh. a pain. Uh, how, how much, t tell us how much how much does it cost to download and use this app? So it's free for seven days, and then if you pay, I think five dollars one off or two dollars per year, you get ten days plus some extra data and stuff. But we're going to change that model soon because it's not sustainable. It's just it's just not paying your bills. No. Not not paying not paying your Rarotonga um, beachfront Blu-ray. <laughs> um, like and, and, and I guess I, I could I could look on the I could look on the Google Play Store and it would give me an idea of this. But how many people are using this thing so around the world? I've got about fifty thousand active users. It's got about two hundred thousand downloads so far. But the main one is that about 
6,000 active users a day, which is, I think, pretty good. And that's just growing. So 6,000 people around the world every single day using so, a, uh, a weather app develop yep. right here in New Zealand. Hey, I'm talking to Dwayne Malcolm from Master Builders, creator of uh, animated weather app Flow X. back right after this. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis. And welcome back to Sunday Social. I'm Vaughan Davis with you through till 8 o'clock. If the, uh, if the weather is uh, not looking too good out the window at your place, and it's not too bad here, um, maybe you want to have a look into the future and see what it's going to do over the next seven days. Well, if that lights your candle, we've got an app. For you, the name of it is Flowx, F-L-O-W-X, WX sense weather, of course, and, yes. and, and geeky, and geeky yes. uh, aviation talk, uh, Dwayne. Um, and it's an animated weather app, which animates the, the future weather in, in line with you dragging your finger across the screen. The, uh, the creator, um, the developer, the help desk operator, the owner of it, uh, Dwayne Malcolm from Master Builders, uh, joins me again. G'day, Dwayne. Hi. You built this weather forecasting app, but nothing in um, what you've, you've told me of your career tells me that you're a meteorologist. So how does that work? Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one. People email me and ask for me to do certain things that requires you to be a meteorologist. And I always just reply, I, I'm not a meteorologist and I'm an engineer and I can't do that. And one of, one of the things I don't do is modify the data. I, I stay away from that or predict the data. The whole point is you understand the weather and make your own predictions and you find over time in a certain place like Auckland you start learning what the weather does and understanding it. But you've so but you've got this app that's showing what the weather's going to do. Step me through how it knows what the weather's going to do. I think the the biggest thing is to watch the big weather systems and understand that, okay, there's cold air coming up and a whole lot of moisture coming from the north and when they collide, you get a band of rain and you'll see that moving across Auckland. And it's pretty good in, in predicting what will happen. But, but stepping, stepping back a couple of, a couple of steps there but this is this isn't you with a big sheet of paper going either oh, here comes oh, a high no. you know where where is this analysis and forecasting coming from oh, so it comes from the US Met service essentially um, they've got a lot of data they solve a lot of models for the whole globe and they even go down to uh, nested models so models so it's higher resolution models just for America and they get down to three kilometers and they've got radar data all freely available and it's just a matter of time to get it into the app and the other source is Canada Japan has a source um, Europe has a source so which, which, is, which is interesting so your your app is forecasting the weather in New Zealand and around the world, but it's forecasting the weather in New Zealand based on data that's coming out of, you know, uh, the States, Canada and Japan. Yes, yeah. So I find the US model is better for, for Auckland anyway, for New Zealand, and a lot of people in the high latitudes find that the Canadian model is better for those areas, and you can understand that because the US is closer to the equator. Yeah, and, and, well, and, and, and the US, as, as I was reading, you know, the uh, the latitude of Auckland and the latitude of LA are about the same. Mm. So, so yeah. the, the, the maths, yes. the maths are the same. All comes yeah. down to Coriolis yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> weather, um, rotational inertia. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe I remembered that. <laughs> um, 
But isn't isn't it a bit weird that, and you know, weird in a good way that we we can get this this really valuable and useful weather information out of the states for free, but for many purposes, the the, the computer models generated right here in New Zealand by our own Met service, you've got to pay for. Yes, that is a contentious issue. I don't like. <laughs> I've actually emailed Megan Woods, uh, Honourable Megan Woods, about that and said, look. You know, it's free overseas and it's valuable for people in New Zealand. I'd love to add it to the app, um, not not to make money, but just because I'm from New Zealand and here's an app that is from New Zealand and I'd love to see New Zealand data in there. So I'd love to see radar data so that when you swipe across, you can see up-to-date radar data that merges into the forecast data going forward. And that would be hugely valuable, especially for cricket and sports. And So we, 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 talk, we touched on accuracy. I'm, not, I'm really not sure, uh, you know, other than subjectively, how you measure the accuracy of a weather forecast. Maybe there's some world standard, but but these there's, these forecasts in FlowX that are that are built on uh, American Canadian data. How, how accurate are they? Well, they're they're all wrong. Um, that's why they solve it every six hours because they get new data from satellites and reinitialize the model and solve it again and mm. release the data again. How accurate are they? Depends what you're looking at. At the large-scale systems, like, you know, lows moving across the country and high weather systems, they're very good. Uh, when it comes down to temperatures, they're not so good at the ground level because these models are trying to get the big system right, and then they correct it for locations like Auckland. Right, so the model might not know that my house is on the eastern side of the hill as opposed to the western side of the hill, yep. which actually, that, that's the trick to yes. forecasting weather in New Zealand, yep. really, yes, isn't it? it? Is. Which, which side of the hill, hill are you on? on yes. yeah, hence, you know, the wet yep. west coast and the, the, arid, yeah. the arid east coast. But and, and I'm guessing if you are able in the future to incorporate um, you know, New Zealand government-funded weather modelling, uh, then th that might become even more accurate. Yes, yep. So they have a higher resolution model and you can do some corrections to those models just for your location. So if you're on the west side of the hill or on the right side, there are some cool stuff coming out, I think, in the future that I'd love to add that would make it super accurate for your place. That, that is something to look forward to. What, what else is in the, in the pipeline for FlowX anyway? So I've got radar on the servers, the US radar data. Yep. Um, I've also got uh, data at different altitudes, so wind and temperature at different altitudes, and that's useful very, for pilots. Very good for the pilots, yes. Yep. And I've got um, in the pipelines higher resolution models for the US, and I want to get the Japan data in, and high resolution models in Europe. There's a lot of them around. There's a lot of data. It's just a matter of getting it on the server and in the app. And, and do you have any uh, other, you know, you've been working on this for six years, do you have any other burning uh, app ideas that you'd, you'd love to, uh, you know, bring to market? I've got heaps of ideas. Oh, um, talking, <laughs> talking about them is the kiss of death, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, there's one cool one, which is just a toy toy, a toy idea I wouldn't mind trying out, and, and it's to predict red sunsets. And that's just taking weather data and looking at photos of red sunsets and trying to work out what weather... Oh, because you just get geotagged... Photos, photos from just yep. freely that people are sharing yep. on Instagram and yep. Facebook and, and, and all around that. the world and just go, yeah. yeah. And it's just a fun little project that's just, yeah, see if you can do it. So, yeah. well, that, that, that could be kind of cool. Or, or maybe even predicting, and I don't even know if this is a real thing or if it's just a wind up, the green flash. You know, yes. The, myth of the mythical yeah. sunset green flash. Yeah, I thought I saw it last year actually in the islands. So, okay. you watch it all the time, but I think. 
I was looking for the wrong thing until my dad explained it's actually this, the last part of the sun turns green. It's not a flash, per se. Oh, so it's, bad, <laughs> it's badly named. So, so we, we, you mentioned Brawatonga before. You're living up there, yep. am I correct? Yeah. So t- tell me about running a global app empire from you know a, a relatively undeveloped part of the world. Yeah, I was a bit worried about the internet uh, when we moved over there. It is costly but it's one of the costs of business. But the speeds are fine. It's a satellite-based internet connection, and we don't do any live data or anything like that. So, it's, yeah, it's easy to do. So in the internet, you can be anywhere, so you you, uh, you might as well buy, be by the beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I grew up there, and I got boys, and I want them to grow up there as well. So, so what would you say to those boys, and what would you say to any kids who... who want to, you know, do what you're doing and and have a career. Well, is this paying the bills? Is this your thing? Or is this still, still a side project? <laughs> still, uh, it is. Uh, we've made it a business two years ago to okay. work on it full time. But, it's, but it's, still a, it's, it's still growing. It's still growing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what would you say, what you say to anyone who's thinking, I'm going to make a go of this, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm here I am, I'm um, driving a cab or whatever, and I want to move into, you know, creating and developing apps. What, what would your advice to them be? I think just start and don't worry about failing. I think we're brought up in a culture where um, failure is a bad thing. You know, you put up your hand when someone asks a question and if you get it wrong, there's kind of a kind of a look at you. But I think when you get further into life, it's worth just trying stuff out. And if it fails, it doesn't matter. People put a stigma on that, but it isn't the case. So just so just give it a crack. Yeah. Hey, if, if people uh, want to give FlowX a crack and they've got an Android phone or tablet, just talk us through quickly how they can find it. Just go to the Play Store and search for FlowX and it should be the top one there. And, uh, yeah. Easy as that. Yep. Well, well, actually, actually that, that, this, is, this is an interesting point. I've noticed a lot in the last year since moving from Apple to Android. There's a hell of a lot more copycat apps on Android than there are mm-hmm. on, on iOS for, yep. for some reason. Have you been ripped off? Yeah, actually on uh, iPhones, someone just copied all my images from um, the Play Store, uh, the Google Play the Store. Act- copied the actual images yep. to sell their, yeah, their, um, their crappy app. Yeah, well, they just put a price on it and hope people would um, uh, just pay for it and they'll take the money and not care about getting duped. And did you, did you go after them? Oh, well, I just... Uh, you put in a complaint to Apple and, and, they, and, 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 and leave, they it them. Yeah. leave it with them. Well, I guess, that, I guess that's, uh, that's the sincerest form of flattery. Hey, Dwayne Malcolm, creator of FlowX, thanks so much for joining me on Sunday Social. No, thank you. It's Sunday Social with Vaughan Davis on Radio Live. Hey, welcome back to Sunday Social with you right through till 8 o'clock when Graham Hill takes over the chair and a big Sunday Social welcome to Julian Waters. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Good to be here, as always. Hey, um, not flying commercial anytime soon, are we? No plans at the moment. Well, I think if I had plans, I'd cancel them and take the bus because it seems to me that the air is infested with drones. Every week now, every week, well, every week for the last two weeks, um, Auckland Airport, has, and that's the only airport, really, uh, has been brought to a standstill by these pesky little bastards, hundreds of feet higher than they're meant to, scaring commercial pilots, in one case almost going down the engine of an Air New Zealand aeroplane. It's a shocker. 
the crazy thing about this, we talked about this six months ago, maybe, on this show. They should listen to us. And, and I, I just remember thinking, oh, you're a bit paranoid there, you know? I mean, I've just seen people flying drones, maybe, you know, 30 metres in the air above a park or something, just to get a nice selfie from the air. But uh, jeepers, creepers, you're, you're right on. It does really look to be a major issue. I can't imagine that the value, like, if the airport's disrupted for half an hour, that must be millions of dollars worth of disruption. Well, in, in some cases... Um, they've had aeroplanes divert to entirely the other end of the country. And the logistics of, you know, you've got a plane load of passengers in Christchurch or, God help me, Ohakia, um, getting them back and getting them, you know, through customs and so on, it, it's it's absolutely over the top. Um, not, not to, you know, not to mention, of course, the potential of one of these things going through the engine, going through the windscreen and, and dropping the plane. You know, without sounding like a doomsday, you'd have to say it's, quite probable the rate things are going if, if you've got because they're selling more and more of them aren't they it's not like the drones have fallen out of fashion and they yeah, were they're selling more of them uh they're not necessarily getting bigger although they're probably putting bigger batteries in them for for longer battery life and that's a bit that's going to kill you that's a bit that's going to make you you know your stage one turbine shatter but having said that having said that um backing up on the doom and gloom uh any commercial aeroplane you're going to be flying into one of the major airports, um, you know, providing it's got more than one engine, it can lose one of those engines and you'll be absolutely fine anyway. But still, it's, it's a worry. I don't know how, how to solve this problem. Maybe I should put my enormous brain uh, to work, maybe give it a couple of hours, and, and work out how to solve the problem because there, there, are, there are rules, and we'll get to those rules in a minute. But, uh, you know, when you buy that, uh, that drone from, you know, JB Hi-Fi or Dick Smith, or not Dick Smith, wherever... Uh, they don't. They don't force you to do a test. It's not like a, a driver's license. Um, there's there's technology solutions spoken about, but no one's really implemented one. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Yeah, th thinking about it, if you can buy it from an appliance store, the chances are you don't really think too hard about where and when you should be using it. No, you really. It's not like you're buying it's, it from a, a a gun shop where you know you're meant to have a gun license and all, all yeah. that all that sort of jazz so they should be height limited shouldn't they they should be not allowed to fly well, i mean it's just not allowed to not able to fly above a certain height yeah and that, that's easy technology you know because they know how high they are uh why not just you know well here's the thing if a 50 cc scooter can be speed limited to 55 kilometers per hour which they are why can't a drone be limited to 400 feet could save some lives. You could it? save some lives. In the meantime, though, in the meantime, though, you've got to um, you've got to go back to the rules, and it's probably worth restating the the rules for drone ownership. So, if you have a drone, or if you've got kids with the drone, or you're thinking of getting a drone, there's only four rules that you need to remember. Rule number one: don't buy a drone. Girls, girls don't actually think they're cool. Sarah, Sarah's shaking her head. See, you you, you buy that cool. drone. To impress the girls, they don't think it's cool. Rule number one, don't buy a drone. Rule number two, though, if you do buy a drone, remember to only fly it inside, ideally under your duvet or in your shower cubicle while naked. That's that's a good that's a good place to fly a drone. Says a pilot. Yep, that's a good place to fly a drone. Uh, number three, if you see someone about to fly a drone, call the police. Just, just call the police. Uh, and number four, um, just... Go to the gym, work out, get a big muscly body. Girls like, I think, girl, yeah, Sarah's nodding. Um, <laughs> not all girls like uh, muscly bodies, but um, no girls like drones. No girls like drones. Hey, um, that's, that's it for me and drones. Oh, we'll return to this next time someone's almost killed. Um, but we want to talk, we want to talk, Julian, uh, buzzword of the week. Buzzword of the week, 
catfish. Now, this is not the, the whiskered um, seafood that hangs out at the bottom of the bayou. This is a social media term. It's sort of an, uh, a bit of urban jargon. Catfish, what does it mean and what happened to you? Yeah, it, well, <clears throat> in its broadest definition, it's someone pretending to be someone they're not. This example probably would give a better idea. Uh, I, advert- I had a vacancy in my flat. I adver- but on the internet, typically. Someone pretending yes, to be on someone internet. they're not Sorry, on the internet. Yes, a, is there anything else apart from the internet? There's not. Not really. Um, There's yes. the radio. Uh, that's right. Yes. Is this... Well, this goes... Yes. This is mm. both. This is yes. both. Yes. Yes. I only acknowledge the internet part of this. Um, yes. So, so I needed a new flatmate. And... From my previous experience, uh, I found the best place to advertise that being on Facebook. There's a number of flat groups uh, regionally targeted. So, for example, if you live in Auckland, there are Auckland flatmates wanted, blah, 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 on on Facebook. So I put the ad there. So so Mark Zuckerberg now knows that you're lonely and short of money. Well, yeah, so we just kind of, you know... He knew that anyway. Yeah, I think everybody knows that. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I got a, a number of replies. And one of them was from... Uh, some of them were from a... You know, you could see the profile of the person. You, you know, I might not have mutual friends, but I could see that they're a human being, etc. Or, or generally show many indications of such. But one was from someone who didn't have an attached profile. And they said, could you please email my friend on this address? And so I emailed... I just wasn't really thinking. I was, you know, getting many query so I thought I'd just email the address I got an email response that said I am working on an oil rig or a gas rig or something offshore um, but I'd like to secure a flat in Auckland I can pay three months always the oil rig yeah we see I hadn't I like to think that I'm up that I have a clue about these things that's that's you know as you dear listeners would like to assume given that I get on this radio show but this one I just it just didn't immediately ring any bells so I just replied to a couple of emails and said well okay that's that sounds fine but can you tell me something about yourself and I had to sort of ask that two or three times because I was wondering what was going on but then it took the clincher was then I got an email and this is where it was all like oh you idiot when the person uh, emails back and says oh I'm very frustrated I've just discovered that in order to freight my possessions from America to New Zealand, I need to something, something to do with getting to uh, uh, Western Union and all this sort of stuff. I just saw a bunch of these words and I thought, oh, you idiot. Here what, we why go. did I waste my time replying to these emails? Julian and, Waters, you almost got catfished. Almost got catfished. Now, in the end, I didn't you know, do anything, but it would be very easy to see how you could go one step further and sort of be saying, okay, oh, you know, I'll wait for your PayPal, but you just need to be put $200 into that account in advance or something yep, like this. Yep, yep. It's very easy to get drawn down this path. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm annoyed because I wasted some time and because I look like an idiot now um, that I've now gone and told the, the well, whole country Well, I'm, I'm, gla- I'm glad you've shared the story. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. It can, it can, they're getting more sophisticated. They yeah. are. They are. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got a, uh, a simple mnemonic that uh, you've actually broken two of my four rules um, that will keep people safe from that. And I've said this before. I might, might not have told you. Um, to avoid getting stung on the internet, remember the wasp. Have I told you about the wasp? Well, I, I think I should know about four, it. Four steps. Sure. Well, I made this up, so you might not have heard of it. Um, W-A-S-P. So if, if something sounds you know really attractive, really good, here's, here's what you do. W stands for weight. So wait 24 hours, don't do anything. They're still going to be there if they're, if they're legitimate. A stands for ask. Ask someone. Get a second opinion. Ask Google. S, now this is where you started going wrong. S is stay put. 
And what I mean by stay put is you're on Facebook. You got lured off Facebook onto email. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. And P is pay safe. And this started coming up with you. So uh, if, you're, if you're in a transaction, pay by credit card or pay by a trackable means, not by Western Union, not by money transfer, certainly not by iTunes cards or uh, Google Play cards, which are a, a, a pretty common currency for scammers. Wasp. Go. Remember the wasp? That's a good one. It is. And don't Trademark. Get, don't, yeah, well, I should. Uh, and don't get stung on the internet. Hey, I'm going to try and do something before the break, um, Julian. I'm going to try and prize your iPhone from your cold, dead hands <laughs> and convince you to come to Android. And that, now, you will know, and, and some listeners will know, that a year ago I was uh, convinced to set aside my iPhone. And I've had iPhones since they existed to set aside my iPhone go Android and try a Huawei phone and I got I got given one of these and last week got given the very latest one I think it's the bee's knees it's the Huawei P20 Pro they reckon it's got the best camera the best camera in the world which is kind of cool because we need good cameras we need good cameras for our selfies it's got face recognition it's even got a little notch thing at the top of the screen and you're, you're thinking this is all looking quite familiar aren't you it looks a lot like an iPhone 10. It's got a shinier back, I think. You it's can got, actually it's, see your it's, face it's on got, the back. It's got a very shinier back. And it's got, got three lenses in the camera. Yeah, that's unusual, eh? So mm. it's got three cameras. So the camera's made by Leica, L-E-I-C-A. Um, it's got a, a, a black and white camera and a colour camera. They're your normal cameras. And it, it's not just for taking black and white photos. It combines the two. Have you, have you much of a photographer? You got into your photography? I have been, Yes. So you'll know that black and, black and white photos have higher dynamic range from dark to light than colour photos do. So it combines those to make a really schmicky, mm. colourful photo. I mean, I've never heard of that idea before. Yeah. It sounds really yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. And then the third camera is a telephoto. So uh, rather than, you know, normal normal um, camera zoom is, uh, you know, basically, or normal phone zoom is just pixel multiplying, which is just awful. Uh, this actually has a, a long-range lens on it. Which is kind of cool. Good for those like sports photos when you're on the sideline. Very good for those things. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I've got two more. Two more uh, attempts to convert you. There's more. Yep, there's more. Um, the camera will take a photo when you say cheese. <laughs> It'll listen for the word cheese and take a. You like that? You like? You laughed. <laughs> and finally, oh, creativity. The camera has a dog mode. So point your camera at a dog. It'll recognise it's a dog and optimise it for dogness. You want one. I know you want one. Um, well, I don't have a dog. Huawei, have you well, tried it on your dog? Of course I've tried it on my dog. It, it recognised it as a dog and uh, took a very, very good dog photo. After the break, <laughs> the apps and websites of the week, including a really cool little chat bot, uh, chat bot if you're looking to improve your Tadeo. Back soon. And welcome back to Sunday Social with you right through to 8 o'clock. Yes, indeed, don't worry, be happy. There is a bazillion apps out there. Most of them are rubbish. But some of them, Julian, are not. Some of them are not. Some of them are good. Some of them are good. Hey, um, have, you ever, have you ever taken seriously the uh, challenge of learning Tereo Māori? Not as much as I would like to. It's, it's one That's of those things affliction. I try and pick up, you know, as I go along and try and use occasionally. There you go. I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm um Ketipai? Yeah, hey, got it. Hey, um so Here we go. So uh, I mean I'm I'm a big fan of technology. I'm a big fan of things being easy, which means I'm lazy. Uh, there's a crowd has launched a Facebook chatbot. So this is in Facebook Messenger. 
and you just chat to this this robot. It's called uh, Rayobot, which is quite a good name. And it just, through a mixture of um, English and Māori, just takes you through easy, everyday conversation. And there's no lessons, there's no grading, there's no badges or stars or anything like that. It starts out really simple. If you get it wrong, it explains it to you in English. And I think it's really, really cute. We should give it a try. We should. It sounds like these chatbot things are prop popping up for customer service and I find them extremely annoying and that but for something like this where it's really just playing with language it sounds brilliant it is um, I, I was just looking at looking at the, um, the 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 stream going through there I just I said good day to it and it uh, and it, you know and, and it's really um, I don't know it's got a friendliness to it it says you know for now let's keep things simple you can tell me your name by saying call your name aho it's really really cool it costs uh, nothing to use and uh, it's right there on Facebook all you got to do is look up Reobot, one word and uh, and there it is for you yeah, I'm sending, it, I'm sending it some messages now and it's sending me messages back. There you go, you're doing it. Hey, um, the other thing I wanted... Well, the, the big elephant in the room, of course, with Facebook is uh, do we delete the whole damn thing? I'm, I'm in the no, let's not, because, you know, the upside outweighs the downside uh, camp and I'm guessing you're there as well. Yes. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I can't fathom a lot of the time just exactly what it is about me that I've shared there that's so threatening to me. That's the bit I can't quite figure out. Oh, that you, that you think will be used against you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I that, that I like Ben Harper or that I've watched, you know, Seven Years a Slave or whatever, or whatever it's called. Who knows? You know Who I mean? knows? How does that, you know, that is information about me, but I don't quite get, yeah. Where's the harm? Mm. Um, well, one, 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 way, one way you can harm yourself is um, broadcasting something on Facebook Live that you might otherwise regret, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, but the website I want to talk about now has... <coughs> actually been out on Facebook since 2016, but I've never really looked at it. And it's the Facebook Live map. So backing up the bus a little bit, Facebook Live is the video technology where any of us now, it used to just be celebrities, um, can pick up your phone and, and hit go live and broadcast whatever you're doing to the whole entire world, or at least you know whoever in the world can be bothered uh, looking, which is interesting, and, you know, sometimes you'll see your friends doing it, but what if you want to watch other people, randoms, as my uh, kids would say, what if you want to watch some randoms from around the world streaming on Facebook Live? Well, go to facebook.com slash live map, and that's what you get, a map of the world with blue dots showing where people are streaming live from all around the world. And also, um, quite quite cute, uh, lines showing where the people are watching them from, which I think is quite neat. Have, have you played with this much? I haven't played with it. Are that. you Facebook I've, living right now? Yeah, why not? You know, I mean, are we allowed to do that from the radio yeah, studio? Oh, we, we, we absolutely should. We're in the heart of the news hub. Um, but the really interesting thing is it's a, it's a slice of weird life. And you look around the world, you know, you go up into Southeast Asia, there's a heck of a lot of makeup bloggers up through uh, South Korea, Japan. Uh, go through Indonesia, there's a lot of people Facebook live streaming um, a lot of religious stuff. So uh, imams giving their, their, their message. Um, but New Zealand, and the first time I saw this, I thought it was just a, um, a terrible coincidence, but, or you know, a, a terrible fluke, but I've, I've logged in again. And if you go to facebook.com slash live map, you will see currently the biggest um, stream, the most popular stream, which is only 170 people watching, is some person in Auckland, whom I will not name, who, as we speak, is... Um, filling up a bong with whatever you fill a bong with, taking a big hit and telling the whole world about it. 
that's risky. Don't you think? I don't know that anybody's going to care. Well, it's not around here, but it's, well, it, it's special. It's, it is kind of technically illegal. I think he's he's, he's watching some movie. He's um, taking a hit on this this big old looks like an old um, Fanta bottle, um, <laughs> and and getting uh, increasingly more wasted. But what strikes me about that? Social media. I love you. Exactly. If 170 people are going to watch that, I mean, gee, I, I got to get amongst this. I mean, I wonder what else I what, what I could do that people might like to watch. You know. Well, it doesn't get much better than watching some um, some random from uh, from Auckland watch, watching YouTube and getting high. It's probably a bit more interesting than watching us sitting in the no, radio studio. Well, it, it might know. be. Hey, um, I I see you, you're going live there on your Facebook at the moment, Julian. Um, but it also could equally be you scanning your face. Tell me about this 3D face scan app. Yeah, this looks really cool. So I believe it's, it may work on your fancy new Huawei. What, what is it? Huawei? It's a Huawei P20 Pro, my friend. Huawei P, P20 Pro. Uh, but certainly on the iPhone 10, you can, instead of just sort of taking a normal selfie, you can hold up your phone and you sort of follow a pattern. Uh, I imagine it's similar to the way the fingerprint scan used to work. Or, yeah, or if you get take a, a pattern photo. This, left a bit, left a bit, right yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you move, move your camera around and it produces a very sharp looking three-dimensional version of your face. But I have a three-dimensional version of my face. It's called my face. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you could say that about taking selfies, couldn't you? So all of a sudden, instead of taking a selfie, this is how I thought about it, instead of just taking a selfie and it's like a flat photo, but, but you know, wouldn't you like to take that selfie and then be able to sort of change the angle a little bit or look at yourself from a different angle? A at the moment, the examples that I could see from the website of the app were... So, so the, the app's yeah. called Bellus, B-E-L-L-U-S, 3D.com. Yeah, and if you look at the, um, it says on, on their homepage, if you look at their team page, instead of seeing flat photos of their team, you can click on it and you can sort of move around from different angles, which in and of itself is not actually that exciting. But the fact that it looks really good, if they can develop it a bit further and show something more than just, just your sort of the actual face, I mean, as in not your hair and not your neck. Yeah, I could see this it being could be the fun. next way, it could be fun. the next thing. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what it might be used for, um, is a an, an emerging and disturbing technology called deep faking. Have you heard about deep faking, Julian? <laughs> no. Well, okay, so what deep faking is, is taking the image of someone's face, which usually is just from video footage or a, you know, a 2D photograph, but this would make it even even more uh, convincing. Taking that image, mapping it onto, um, onto video, normally pornographic video, and voila, Julian, you're in a pornographic video, and no one would know it wasn't you. Hmm. So she not if I Facebook lived it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's really interesting. Oh, it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's really worrying. And the problem is hmm. it's... it's you can kind of pick it at the moment in the in the snippets I've seen, but pretty soon you won't be able to tell what is real and what is so, fake. Hey, so Julian Waters, what you see, thank you so much for joining me on Sunday Social. As always, love talking about uh, Flowex in the first half. Uh, Sarah in the control room, marvellous work. And stay tuned for Graham Hill. I'm Vaughan Davis, 99.